All right, and welcome to Everyone's a Critic. I'm your host, Johnny Gill, with my co-host, Mr. Sean Ellis. Sean, say what's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? Okay. Episode 120... Are we at 7 or 28? 27. 127? Yeah. We're going to say 127 slash 128. I'm not sure. Okay, we've done a lot. Yeah. Okay, so the season is upon us. Uh, We start this week. First of all, happy Martin Luther King Day. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, thank goodness we were off. I know we as educators need it. Yeah. Uh, any any break that's available, we take it, uh, and we we definitely needed it. Um, so the season is upon us now. We're starting on Thursday. Yes. Starting this Thursday. Um, schedule is still being compiled together. Uh, it'll be going out today. New schedule out tonight, folks. New schedule. Um, so. We have our uh, preseason power records. I want to talk about that. So I have, uh, we're going to start at the bottom. I'm going to go from bottom to the top. So at the bottom, I have a new franchise. Well, not new franchise. uh, New to champions. uh, Free coming over from Cyprus. I have them at number six. Um, I'm sure they've already read the article. I'm sure they. You want to go into detail why you think they should be number six? I, I want to get to that. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they've already read the article. I'm sure, uh, you know, there's, I'm adding fuel to the fire. Uh, they're number six, and how many teams are there in this season, Sean? Six. They're six. Okay. So I have them last. Uh, the reason why I have free last is because um, if you did read the article, I, I detailed it. I said, uh, you know, the last time that we saw them uh, against a team that um, – that started over in Champions, they got the brakes beat off of them. Like, really bad. They got the brakes beat all the way off of them uh, by 38 points in a championship game. Um, I tried to tell them that it's different over here. It's not, uh, it's not, it's, it's not peaches and cream over here. It's just, it's just different. When we got more athletes here, uh, we got better teams. Uh, I've had guys try to say otherwise. Um, I felt like that they're, they're being delusional. They're being naive. Clearly, uh, we're the cream of the crop in the South. Not just, not just Houston, not just Texas. The South, period. Uh, this is where it's at. And I could say the same thing uh, how it used to be in Sugarland. It was the same thing. Yeah. We, are, we are the new version of Sugarland here at Champions. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, free, uh, they got their hands full, man. That team that they currently have, I'm looking at their roster, uh, looks similar to the one they've had in the past. They've, add, they've added Nicholas. They've added, uh, was Brandon? Yeah. Uh, that's the only guy that's, that wasn't originally on that uh, free uh, franchise. So, uh, they got their hands full. And I, I think they'll be up to the challenge. Uh, but currently constructed, I still believe that they're a one-man band. I believe that uh, Eddie McKissick is all they have. And uh, they can take it how they want to. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> uh, I don't have them at the very bottom yet. So uh, that, that, I, I'll go to my rankings in a few. But uh, happy to see them come over here. They said uh, a while back uh, they were buzzing heads over there at Cypress. Shout out to Cypress League. In uh, over gym? Or are you talking about in the league? In, in the league. They were buzzing heads oh, okay. in, in the league. And, um, and they said, you know, hey, they want the smoke. So they, they, they coming for the smoke. So fellas, be ready to play. Uh, free because I don't think they come out here joking. They said they want smoke. They better come for so real. So they they they're ready for the smoke. So uh, I think they'll be out here ready to compete because I feel like they have a point to prove. 
they want. I think they feel like you know what they did over there in uh, Cyprus was legit, and they're coming over here to show their legitimacy. Well, li- listen. No one can take away from those two championships uh, that they've uh, achieved over there in Cyprus. It's commendable. Uh, it was a brand new league. Um, they've had some great talent come through there. Uh, I brought a team out there. We had Joe, Jeff, uh, Larry's been out there, Anthony. Uh, they have. They've had some uh, some guys that have won in the past. Uh, that be a part of their league, and they were able to win. But <laughs> that being said, it's different over here. It's just a little different. Okay. All right, so number five, I got uh, Fortuan. Um, this is a brand-new franchise. It seems like every season we get one new team, one new franchise to test the waters. Um, Fortuan is a team that's going to be dedicated to uh, uh, DJ uh, Wisconsin, uh, Johnson's uh, lost brethren. Um, rest in peace to him. Now they've titled, they've coined the name uh, after him. Uh, looking at that roster, uh, they're gonna be special. Yeah, I like the team. I do like the team. Uh, they got Ralph. Um, Dante. They have Dante, uh, DJ, Big Joe. Big Joe, my guy, Big Joe. I don't know who finagled Joe to go over there. That's my guy. Yeah. He should be playing on my team. I thought he was still uh, recovering uh, uh, from his uh, his surgery, but whatever. Um, so yeah, man. I mean that team. Um, they are. They could be a dark horse. I think they could be a dark horse. There's a, there's a couple teams that could be a dark horse, but uh, I'm not sleeping on this team. I got them at number five only because chemistry-wise, I want to see how it gels together. It's a lot of scores, man. Yeah. It's a lot of scores. Yeah. So um, I'm interested to see uh, how that dynamic will work uh, with X on that team as well, another score. Right. Um, so I found, that, uh, I found that team interesting. Uh, at number four... I believe I have Trifecta, my squad. Yeah. We're number four. Um, the only reason why I have us number four, and this is not our best roster, um, I believe that we caught a lot of teams by surprise last season. And uh, from what we did last season, uh, finishing the season seven, regular season seven and one, and then losing in the, ultimately losing in the postseason, uh, I still think we've earned that uh, respect. We've earned the right uh, to be – not at the bottom. Uh, we still have, you know, some of our core. I won't say uh, most of it because most of the core is in New Jersey. Right, <laughs> so, right, but, right, I mean, right, right. we still have we still have me. We still have Anthony. We still have Jeff. We still have Saran. Uh, we've added Kyrus. Uh, excited about that. Uh, what, Kyrus used to play with me in Sugar Land. We, we have, we've had that connection. Now, we, granted, we haven't played together in about three years. Right. But I still, if I still know him, I still know him, we, uh, we should click uh, uh, fairly well. Oh, let me go back to Fort Swan. I forgot. Yeah, they have uh, DJ Layton is making his uh, return. Right. I'm going to try to get DJ on the podcast, the other DJ. I'm going to try to get him on the podcast. Uh, DJ, uh, what he's accomplished uh, for, with Team Stasis uh, was legendary. Yeah. Uh, this guy is a top scorer. I'm excited to see him because I haven't seen him in I don't know how long. It's been about five years since I've seen my guy DJ. Uh, it's funny because just, I just added him uh, as a friend on Facebook. Had no idea he was coming to the league. <laughs> and then I look, you know, I check the rosters and I look, oh, wait a minute. So I said, DJ playing? I said, okay. He's, uh, he will surpass the 200, uh, uh, not the 200, 2,000, 2000, 2000 yeah. point mark uh, this season. 
Uh, I imagine he'll do it at the the midway point of the season. So shout out to him. He's going to have another milestone under his belt. Uh, he's averaging right at 20 points, right at 20 on the dot uh, per game. Now, um, he's a five-time champion. Jeez. <laughs> but I didn't know he had that many. I was just looking at it like, whoa, he's a five-time champion. Let me see how many he's won with Stasis. Uh, yes, he won one with Life is Good. I remember that. He won with Team Stasis one, two, three times. And then the Cinco Ranch League, um, he won with a team called Swag. Man, yeah. DJ is very, he's very accomplished. And I remember, if I remember his game, he's very uh, methodical in his approach uh, when he tries to score. He's very unselfish. See, as you see, uh, his, his best season uh, uh, passing-wise, he's averaged nine assists before. So uh, he's a willing passer. So you're looking at a guy that can, that can, he can, he can control the tempo. Uh, if they give him the keys. So I'm interested to see uh, what he'll do. The season that he did have, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he averaged yeah, 34 Rough Riders. Oh, that's why he's averaging 20 a game. <laughs> he, he, he's averaging 34 with Rough Riders. Okay, but, yeah, shout out to DJ, man. I hope uh, all is well. Can't wait to see him play. But, yeah, trifecta, um, yeah, I think we've run the right uh, for that respect. So we'll see uh, how it checks out for us. Uh, hopefully, um, you know, with there being 16, I know everyone want to make the playoffs, but hopefully, um, we don't experience too many, too many bumps and bruises along the way with this, this, uh, top heavy league that we're, <laughs> that we're facing. Uh, number three, I have, uh, who is number three? Uh, I, it's like, uh, I know number three looks like, yeah, we run it. Oh, we run it. Yes. I believe rerunners should be ahead of us. Uh, looking at their team the, with the addition of uh, of Austin, I think that's going to be huge. Um, Iso Johnny's back. Rafe is back. Oh, Rafe is there now. Um, and then uh, who are we missing? Oh, Jawan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jawan, uh, you know, with his injury, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he'll be he'll be he'll come back in the fold soon. Uh, I think he should sit out the first two games. Toe injuries are tricky. Um, give him two weeks and he should be good to go. Right. Maybe light running, light cardio on it. Uh, um, foot treatment, spa treatment, um, a little Epsom salt. Four times a week, he should be he should be good to go. Um, so I like we run it. And number two, I got Bomb Squad. Bomb Squad probably gonna be the scariest team in this league. Uh, they're coming for uh for for the number one spot. Uh, but I got them at number two. I'm looking at this squad. So, let me read this off to you, because I want you to see this. Bomb squad, here we go. All right, so, they have Sammy, uh, who we saw take over the league uh, at the end of the season. <laughs> Literally took over the league. Uh, they have Brian, who was an MVP candidate, uh, former defensive MVP. They got Reed, uh, who's a... 2010 guy, yeah. probably one of the most efficient players in the league, uh, right, right alongside from Danny. He's always top five in PPR. Yeah. Uh, they got the, the, the pit bull who I love, Travis, yeah. uh, Travis Brown. Uh, they got little John, um, yeah, defensive, defensive uh, pest. Yeah. He's coming after you, picking you up full court. Patrick Beverly, yeah, he is the Patrick Beverly of the league yeah. by far. Um, 
They got Miles, friend of the podcast, who was uh, who was on the podcast. Um, not not this episode, the two one before, yeah, two weeks ago. Uh, and Miles is also doing his thing over in Greenway, Absolutely. Uh, doing doing well over there, averaging twenty and ten already. And then the guy, doom doom doom. They got Jalen. Now listen, bomb squad minus Jalen. Looking at that team, you're like, okay, yeah, you know. I like I like this team. I like this team. You got uh got two, three le- uh, legit scores. Uh you can say four. I would say four legit scores. Uh but then you add Jalen. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Seriously. I'm this, this is the thing that I'm intrigued about with this team. There's how many basketballs are you allowed to play with? Just one. Just one? Okay, so please explain to me how. Jalen, Miles, Reed. Brian and Sammy are gonna make that work. That alone is what a hundred shots. Yeah. Well, hey, if you get up a hundred, you're improving your uh, opportunity to win. So yeah. <laughs> they're gonna get a hundred shots up. Hey, you know, you get, if you get up, 100. that's not even including uh, Travis. Travis gonna get his too. Yeah, too. Travis gonna get his too. John probably not gonna shoot. John probably shoot one. Yeah, he shoot one or two. But the rest of those guys, they're definitely gonna get shots up. And I see a. Uh, a lot of transition threes, a lot of transition layups with them. I don't see them playing in half court too much off. And then if they play in half court, just give the read. Who's going to shoot the three besides Sammy and Jalen, though? That's why I say that. Let's go come from those two. Yeah. Because, you know, Sammy going to get up his, his quota of 10. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you dump it down a mile, that's a bucket every time. Yeah. I, Brian can pick his spots. Yeah. This team is going to average 120 points. I mean, it should be interesting. It should be very interesting. If they if they're playing well, they're gonna average one twenty. Yeah, yeah, it should be very interesting. So we'll see, man. Uh, but new schedule coming out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right after this podcast. So, yes. Uh, swiftly after. Swiftly after. So. Okay, and and number one, I got Lake Houston live. Uh, they're the defending champs. They they've earned the right to to hold this spot. Um, I'm looking at this roster. I do not see uh, Devontae. So I'm going to assume, I'm going to assume that uh, he's gotten a deal like Anthony uh, spoke up before. Yeah. So shout out to him. I know he's uh, he's off to bigger and uh, better things, uh, greener pastures. Uh, I wish him the best, uh, whatever uh, avenue he's uh, he's going to. Now, this team got their hands full. I'm looking at this team. No, no, uh, no, Devontae. That's a rim protector. This team, as much as I like them, I think they might be lacking on the defensive end. Mm. I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned. Without Devontae, I'm concerned. Because outside of Eddie and Chris, mm. nobody else is, a, is really a strong defender. Maybe not necessarily not a willing defender, but not strong defenders. Mike oh. used to be that guy. Mike's not that guy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was being honest, Mike. Not that guy anymore. It's going to be interesting. I think uh, everybody's going to be presented with an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you think Lake Houston is vulnerable? Maybe. Yeah, I'd say. That number two team looking at them like, hmm. Maybe. But if they're they match up too. Match up pretty good. If they're, but if they're vulnerable, they've been vulnerable in the past, and they've been able to figure it out. I used to make fun of them about um, losing championships, games, and 
not being able to get it done, they were able to get it done in the fall league final. Mm-hmm. So with all that being said, they're still top ten. They're still the team to beat. Yeah, absolutely. They're still the team. Until until otherwise. Until so proven otherwise. Yeah. Okay. So what's your uh, what's your six? What's your what's your list? Who you got and at number not, six? This is not gonna be any disrespect. Get to the point, Sean. It's not gonna be any disrespect. <laughs> Get to the point, sir. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go number six for Tom for Twan. Oh wow, uh, DJ, you hear this? <laughs> and this is all the reason why I'm not saying that by the end of the season. I'm just saying as of today. So you think a, a team coming from Cyprus oh, is better? Wait, 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 wait. Is, is better than a team full of guys? That's done this before. Wait, 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 wait. Let me explain. This must be chemistry. It's got to be chemistry. It's going to be a chemistry thing. Okay. I would say by week five or six, mm-hmm. they could possibly be in the top three, top four. Okay. Just preseason. But, but, but today. Preseason. Uh, with them, with a lack of them probably playing with each other, um, I'm going to get them in number six. Okay. okay. The rest of these teams, are kinda, they kind of know each other a little bit. Okay. Uh, they have the chemistry. And this is probably the team with the least experience with each other. Okay. So I'm gonna give them a number six. No, chemistry, I'm a coach, so chemistry means something to me. So I'm gonna put them at number six for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five. But they're very talented too, by the way. Yeah, so I can't. Very I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised to beat any of these teams. Very talented. Uh, but I, and you know they have a former MVP. You know Dante's on the team. Yes, yeah, he is. You know uh, DJ <laughs> puts up buckets. X has been the first. Team. Ralph was a candidate. Ralph was a candidate. Yeah, they got some talent. And not to mention our new guy with Joe Elowitz. Uh, yeah, Elowitz and, uh, and my guy. Uh, you just talked about. You said a whole little two minutes on him. DJ. DJ Layton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so they're talented, but I'm put them at number six right now. Five. I'm going trifecta. Fair enough. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Wait, you put you put it free in front of us. <laughs> I'm just disrespecting free today. <laughs> They should be at the bottom. <laughs> I'm going to give you number five go trifecta. Uh, have you ever seen free play? Uh, well, hold on. I'm going to explain. I'm just curious. Uh, I'm going to go with trifecta. This is why I'm going with trifecta. Uh, again, good enough, I believe, to kind of get it done. I think you're probably going to go between you and you right, be running. It. It's going to be two fastest teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and it just depends on the matchup with you guys, how successful you guys are. So I'm gonna go. You guys at five, four. I'm gonna go free. Now this is why I'm going free at four. I need uh, to hear this. And, and free probably think they should be higher than that. Uh, I'm gonna go free at four. This is why I'm going with them at four. They are a championship team. Okay, they played together for what three seasons mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take that championship pedigree. I don't care where it comes from. You I'm, should. <laughs> I'll take that championship pedigree and put it over teams that don't have a lot of experience with each other. So I'm going to take championship pedigree and put it at four. Uh, so that'll be at four. Uh, top three doesn't change for me. So we run it. Um, i talented. They can get up and down. They got a bunch of guys who score when we run it. Yeah. This is what it is. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, they do. It was just kind of more so, uh, you know, are we going to watch people take turns or is it going to be people fighting over the ball? More so, I think. But they got a lot of guys who put the ball in the hole. I don't think they're going to be selfish. Yeah. They got some, like, Johnny had his, he had a couple of 10 assist games. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I expect them to play well. Two. Um, don't do it, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it, Sean. 
I said one, two, and three wasn't gonna change for me. But it's gonna change. Oh, I'm Lake Houston number oh, two. Oh my god. <laughs> Disrespect. Uh the defending champs on championship night might get caught slipping. They might get caught slipping on championship night. Uh, they're going to be presented their rings, which are well-deserved, mm-hmm. taking care of their business. And as ecstatic as I think they may be, I also think they may ecstatically take an L. Tonight, so. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder who they're playing over the night. Hmm. And, uh, and they, they, I'm going to go with Lake Houston uh, at number two. Um, the defending champs. Not gonna say they're gonna be there for long. Mm-hmm. They can be number one very easily next week. But I'm gonna go with them number two, and I'm gonna take Bomb Squad. Uh, Jalen felt very, very disrespected by the podcast and the media last week as the defending uh, MVP. Kind of felt like you know uh, we we didn't love him anymore. Lost we, a lot of games. Yeah, you know, he he, he, <laughs> he felt like he wasn't getting the same kind of love. Lost a lot and of games. It's crazy there. coming from a guy who made first team all uh, <laughs> champions. Actually, did he make second? He made second. He made team. second. Damn, Kim. <laughs> he deserved it. <laughs> he, he made second team all champions. So, uh, and who may be the best player in the in the Ultimate Hoops region right now? There's no maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he is the best. Hey, he made second team last uh, uh, for the ball league. So, uh, I think he has a point to prove. Jordan didn't win MVP every year. You know, this is true. He made first team every year, though. He did make first team every year. <laughs> did make first team, he made first team every year. <laughs> Clyde Jackson never beat him out for first team all NBA. Not never, once. Not, it never happened. <laughs> uh, but um, I'm going to go, yes, with, with them bomb squad number one. And I, not to mention, I think they're hungry. I think when you look at Reed, he missed the playoffs a couple in the summer. Came back last year with a really good opportunity, and they lost a close one in the playoffs. Uh, so I think he's hungry. Jalen feels disrespected, so mm. you know he's hungry. Uh, Sammy, Lawson. we're not we're not playing uh, bomb <laughs> opening night, are we? Let me You'll know. know an hour. Let me know. Let me know now. <laughs> You'll know an hour. Oh boy. Uh, and so I think uh, it's going to be very interesting uh, coming out. I think they're a hungry team with a bunch of guys, even with Brian on the team, who who feel a little some kind of way about how they lost. In the final, uh, and not to mention Jalen being a little pissy about his his standing in the league. So he's still gotta, that he's still that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna go with them number one. Listen, man, it's a fine line between making first and second team. <laughs> it really is because anything can can derail your chances. Oh man! But you know, whatever. All right, uh, we got a special guest coming in next. Let's move on to our next topic. All right, so we got a special guest uh, joining us today, Mr. Austin Minchin. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Now, um, first of all, welcome back. Uh, you've come back from Dallas, Texas, is that right? Dallas, Texas, yeah. Got a lot of friends in Dallas. Um I used to always be over there, uh, but I'm, I stop, I'm a homebody crazy now. City, crazy city. It is a crazy, crazy city. city. It's different. Yeah. It's different. <laughs> oh, let's just say that. It's different. Okay, so Austin, um, you are currently with uh, We Run It, correct? Mm, that's correct. All right. So what made you uh, join We Run It? What do you know about them? Well, 
me and Brandon, uh, we were just talking, and he just kept asking me, he's like, Austin, when are you moving back? When are you moving back? I said, I'm coming back in December. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I told Sean, he's like, look, I just need to be on the team with Brandon. If I can get on the team with Brandon, we can make something happen. And then we run it. I, uh, I just started playing with Yancey, and uh, mm -hmm. Yancey's just an excellent point guard. His decision-making is yes. phenomenal. Yes, And then Johnny just basically a walking bucket. So uh, there's a lot of potential. Juwan, like you just told you, he's down with an injury, but hopefully he can come back, and that's a lot of length. So uh, me, Yancey, Johnny, and Brandon, I think that could be a scary team. Yeah, I agree. I thought um, – I mentioned this on the article I just posted. I thought that uh, we run it – I thought they were on the verge. Mm -hmm. uh, they were just uh, one missing piece. Um, looking at the team that they have now currently, and then they add you. Um, I think, I think that's what they needed. They needed that that guy to hold everything together, someone that could uh, that's willing to take and make big shots like you've done in the past. And uh, I think you're a perfect fit uh, for this team. Now, um, let's talk about your career. Now you have a small sample size, um, 295 points. You've only played about two seasons, uh, but your first season. Um, from being a young buck, first season as a grown man, Austin, uh, you took your team all the way to the championship. Uh, no one saw that coming. No one saw the Bullets, uh, a staple franchise, who's finally uh, finally going to take a season off for now. I think they'll be back. They'll there's, be there's no way they're going to just hang it up. Took them all the way to the championship. How were you able to accomplish that? I know it was a while back, but how do you how do you think y'all were able to get that done? Um, it was a great team effort. And then um, going up against Jalen and those guys, we just knew they were undefeated. And we knew they were going to come in with a ton of confidence, but – uh, we just kind of had that underdog role, and we just kind of never had that congruency. And then once we finally got everybody together, we just we embraced that underdog role and said, you know, they're undefeated, but why can't we be the first team to beat them? So we played a great game. It uh, came down to the wire. Um, they made some crucial mistakes down the stretch, um, and we were able to capitalize on that and got to the championship. Yeah, that was, a, that was an amazing game. Uh, I still remember it. Now, I remember um, – that team, man, new era. Gosh, man. It just seemed like they've always been around. It was only around for one season, but it was a great season. But like you said, you guys took them out. Um, y'all team to actually, because in the regular season, y'all played in the first game and y'all played them close. They did. And, and they, they pretty much kicked everybody else's butt yes. uh, after that. And then y'all, like I said, we had one in the playoffs. So maybe it was the thing, maybe you guys kind of had that number. And, and we had like, played with Jalen and um, I forgot the other guy's name, but we played against them so many times. We yeah. just knew their tendencies and stuff like that. So. We just had a good game plan, and like I said, they just made some mistakes down the down the stretch. I remember Aziz had a crucial turnover. Oh my God! Don't don't bring, don't even bring that up. That just dang Aziz. What the <laughs> heck was that? Man, I still <laughs> can't get over that. Yeah, dang Aziz. He just caught the ball, standing out of bounds. Yeah, he did. I mean, that's <laughs> what <just laughs> mental laughs. That was just. I think every the whole gym was just like shock. Like I couldn't believe it. Like, are you serious? Yeah. 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 I think we saw him like one more time. Uh, yeah. He came in and played one game. Yeah. He pretty much retired. Yeah, yeah, he's he done. pretty much retired. He's yeah. done. Yeah. I, I, I uh, actually called him after that and shout out to Xyz. Like <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe the next season he was like, "Yeah, man, I think uh I think I'm going to hang him up." I'm like, "You're 19." <laughs> But I think that game, that game did so it, much. Like just yeah. mentally, that'll always be in the back of his mind. So mm. yeah, mm. yeah. Now, now, I want to ask you: You've had some great moments uh, in the league. What's your favorite moment that you've had so far? I I know my favorite moment. 
favorite moment, uh, game winning steal, if that's the one you're talking yes. about. Yes. Game winning steal against uh, Lake Houston, yes. 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 Buzzer beater. Yes. Buzzer beater. Buzzer beater layup. You don't see that often. Right, no. Looking back on, I'm not sure if it counted, but again, that was in my heavy days. Hey, but listen, that's not your that's not your decision. Double yeah. exactly. Refs <laughs> made a call. I'm just going with the results of the game. So still game went layup. Anthem watched him lay it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he ain't gonna get down there. He ain't gonna get down there. He ain't gonna get down there. Oh my god, he got down. He got there. down there. <laughs> so I know, you know, uh, like you said, that was in your heavy day. We want to segue to the next day after that. Uh, how much did you weigh at the time? Do you think? That season, I was probably around on average two fifty, and you were still yeah. really fast. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I felt heavy though. After yeah. games, I was exhausted. Yeah, joints were hurting. Just, just not a healthy lifestyle. But yeah, I was around two fifty. Okay, and how much do you do you weigh now currently? I'm at one ninety four. Last time I checked, wow. one ninety four. Wow. Now um, we got some guys that play in the league uh, that say. You know, they want to be in tip-top shape. They want to be ready to to compete. Uh, but their workout regimen doesn't allow them to do that. Uh, what type of routine do you follow? Uh, what did what did you follow to get you down to your weight now? I started cycling a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, started swimming. Um, but I really feel like when you lose weight, it's kind of like just a mental thing. You kind of just really have to honestly want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. That's why when people say, you know, I can't lose weight, I just really say it's you just don't want to. You don't want to. it's... It's really just a matter of, all right, I want to lose weight. I'm going to get up and go to the gym. I'm going to eat right. So, And I know it's hard and easier said than done, but, I mean, I still pig out. I mean, I still have cookies and cake and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But, you know, just do it in moderation and just I know if I have cookies tonight, I got to work extra hard in the gym. So I think it's just all a mental game. You know, I'm a, uh, I'm a, a lot of people know this, but uh, I'm a physical education teacher. Mm-hmm. So when we do our health uh, portion, uh, I've taught the kids the there's a – there's a uh, there's a chart to follow. Mm. You got the go, slow, and whoa. I know people probably heard of it. Go, slow, and whoa. Go is the the food that you're supposed to eat. Mm. Slow is supposed to be the food that you eat sometimes, and whoa are the foods you're rarely ever supposed to eat. <laughs> so, you got a lot of guys that's in, that's eating that whoa. Whoa food, <laughs> whoa food 24/7. Whoa foods and basketball do not mix. No. I, I remember um, in my younger, uh, I would say younger mid twenties, I was sloppy. I was very sloppy. I was eating uh, Popeye's chicken and then going to go play basketball. It was insane. But I was so arrogant that I felt like it doesn't matter what I eat. Right. And as the as I aged, that that definitely I think, changed. I definitely think that's a young thing because I remember 18, 19 in college, it's like, oh, I can go out, drink, yeah. eat, do whatever I want, then go play basketball. No stretch and I'd just be fine. But even as you get into your mid-20s, you start saying, hold on, I can't just eat whatever I want anymore. I got to be able to eat the right foods, put the right food in my body and uh, – to be able to perform at its maximum capacity. So it's definitely, it definitely takes, you got to take into account what you put in your body. Yeah. Now, what are your expectations this season when we run it? Uh, like I said, just playing with Yancey and Johnny um, Mondays and Wednesday afternoons, I just think we can be a really dangerous team, not just offense, but defensively. Uh, those, both of those guys are just really athletic and quick. So uh, we lack a little bit of size, but I think we can make it up uh, just by pushing the tempo. Like I said, now that I've lost some weight, I can get up and down the floor a mm-hmm. lot easier. Some weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think we just play at a fast pace. We can be a real dangerous team. I think you guys um, – now, in my in my article, I mentioned that I wanted to see we run and get off to a fast start. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with the breaking news, uh, Jawan suffering a toe injury, I think that's going to slow you guys down a bit. Uh, Sean has – you know, he's put he's compiled the league to be – 
very, very, uh, as LeBron said, top heavy uh, <laughs> this year. Uh, we have no depth. It's the start of five or bust, uh, pretty much. Um, now, with that being said, I think you guys aren't going to get off to the start that I want, but I think you guys will probably have a similar season to what you did last season. Postseason, we'll see with you there now, and Jawan will probably be healthy by that time. Uh, but I'm thinking – Five and three uh, is probably your ceiling with uh, with an injury like that from a, a caliber player like that. What do you what do you say, Let? Um, I mean, I don't want to put any records out there, you know, because it's game of basketball. Anything can happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Injuries, like you say, you just never know what can happen in this crazy game. So, um, I think the goal right now is just to get better, learn how to play with each other. We play with each other a little bit, but we still don't know each other's tendencies that well. So, I think we just gotta get better each and every game, take every possession one at a time, and just continue to get better. Okay, now, before we let you go, I want to do our, uh, we've done this rapid-fire questions. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, about eight questions for you. Okay. You answer honestly, answer swiftly, don't think about it. Okay. All right. Uh, essential water or any water? Essential water. Of course. <laughs> um, game seven of the NBA Finals or the Super Bowl? Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, chicken sandwich or burger? Chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. Okay. R&B or rap? Uh, only one to listen to the rest of my life? Or no, no. What or do you, just, what do you, what's I your prefer? preference? Oh, what I prefer? Yes. Oh, rap. Okay. Um, 7 a.m. workout or 7 p.m. workout? 7 a.m. workout. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what am I missing? There's a couple. I know my last one. Oh, uh, no, uh, Jordan LeBron. Oh, oh, forgot me. Yeah, Jordan. See, no, we knew he was gonna say that. I was, I was, I was purposely gonna skip that question because I knew he was gonna say LeBron. Okay, don't worry about that. I, I, I'm gonna let you make okay. it. I'm gonna let you make it. All right. Um, if you could get endorsed by any uh, any company, who would it be? If they were gonna pay you to wear their their uh, apparel, who would it be? Ooh. Like any apparel, like period, then I can for the rest of your life, and they're gonna pay you. I would go with Nike, but there's a few other brands I would put like number two or three. Number two or three would be like Hugo Boss, mm-hmm. and then Banana Republic would be about three. Okay. okay. And final question. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I wasn't either. <laughs> if you could work out with anyone, dead or alive, for one hour, who would it be? Probably LeBron James. It'll probably be LeBron. You do. He's he's crazy. If I could work out LeBron, from one, yeah, LeBron James. LeBron's workouts yeah. be crazy. I yeah, can't. I can't even imagine just. You don't go set for set. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pass out and die, but I'm just, hey, I work. I, I'm gonna keep going. What so, what LeBron warms up with? Uh, <laughs> I ain't fooling with him. Three fifteen on the bench. Right. <laughs> I ain't fooling with him. All right, guys, we appreciate the time, sir. Appreciate you, man. All right, man. All right, man. Alrighty, time for our in the news segment. Now we got four topics. Um, we're gonna try to make this brief. Let's see how. Let's see if we can cut this down to twelve minutes. All right. So the Super Bowl is set. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. I was a little disappointed. Um, I thought the Packers were gonna somehow win that game, and Aaron Rodgers is gonna have one of those Aaron Rodgers games. We would have a State Farm Super Bowl, uh, but unfortunately that did not happen. Uh, the defense. Apparently forgot how to tackle, and they just let I don't even know the I don't even know the running back's name. Or start with an M. Yeah, 
yeah. more and more. It's something yeah. I don't know. Uh, he went crazy. 220 in an in NFC championship <laughs> game. Come on, man. That's just... That's just you're not prepared. You, you, the I can't even say it's a lack of effort because you're supposed to be motivated if you're one game away from the Super Bowl, uh, but that wasn't the case, man. And, and Aaron Rodgers is still gonna have to sit on that one long Super Bowl uh, for another season. He's still still unblemished, but yeah, him, I mean, it would have been nice for him to get another crack him at and it. Drew Brees, both one and zero. Oh. Yeah, sitting on that one. Yeah. Uh, I want to more so anything else. What's impressive to me about all this was uh, two historic franchises, by the way, uh, the 49ers and the Packers, obviously. Go back to the old NFL. Um, more so the 49ers, 80s and up, were pretty much you know historic. But I'm very impressed by them because they tend to do this. They tend to go from, you know what they were in the 80s. They were amazing. Mm-hmm. Knew what they were in the 90s. They were amazing. So, so since then, you know, they've always found a way to refuel their franchise. They go from being a very bad franchise for about three, four years. Then they wind up in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it, so it's they were 6-10 and 10 last year. Yeah. It's like even when they, with, with the Kaepernick, like they were a bad team for about four or five years. Then they wind up in the Super Bowl. Then when you got Jeff Garcia, they wind up, you know, they wind up to an NFC Championship game. Like, you know, it's just like they're, they, they do it. I guess the way that you know, teams are constructed to do it, mm-hmm. where, you know, you're bad to get good. Yeah. And they literally do it every single time. And, it's, and I'm just very impressed with what they were three, four years ago or when uh, the whole Kaepernick situation first popped off. And what they are now, they're in the Super Bowl again. I think it's uh, pretty amazing what they've been able to do consistently. And, you know, you look at a team, let's say, like, you know, Texans, who are have been, they haven't been bad for eight, nine years now. They've always been mediocre in the playoff hunt. Yeah. They've never been bad. I wouldn't even say mediocre. I say competitive. Yeah. I mean, they've been a, a, a slightly above average team. They've been like a B minus team yeah. franchise, pretty much, as far as when it comes to wins and losses. Been like a B minus team. But they never, they're never bad, but you get the same result. You get the second round of playoffs. Yeah. Win a wild card, lose in the division. Yeah, like you just so. Well, which one? Do you, which one are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to get bad to get good, or do we just kind of play that fine line of being right in the middle, the slightly above average to above average, where you're not losing as much, but you're not getting the ultimate goal, mm. which, like I said, the four nights are getting to Super Bowls. It's gonna be the third Super Bowl in the last fifteen years. Mm. And they've been bad in those 15 years. They've had three or four, five, six seasons where they're bad. But they always find ways to get really good. They don't get kind of good. They get really good. I think it starts in the front office. And shout out to John Lynch. Uh, for He did a great job of drafting. Right. They addressed the defensive line. They addressed the, the offensive line. Right. And they've used uh, their identity. It's going to be running the football. Uh, playing good defense. Playing good defense. Right. You know, they're, they're, they're a West Coast offense. So they're not trying to not trying to do too much, you know. Get tight ends in the flats and uh, intermediate routes and getting them the ball in space and running the ball. Uh, they're not throwing it over the top. They're not doing that, um, and it's worked for them. So mm-hmm. you know, shout out to them. Uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb. It's not really going out on a limb. I'm gonna say I'm gonna make my prediction now. I believe the Kansas City Chiefs uh, will win the Super Bowl this year. I believe they'll win. Uh, it'll be a shootout, but I think they win. 
I think Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, he's going to be serviceable. Uh, but he's going to be their downfall uh, in the Super Bowl because he's not that guy. Uh, I think he would have been that guy in New England uh, had he stayed because I think they would have put him in a position to be successful. Uh, but the way this offense is set up, I don't believe that he can be a franchise quarterback. I think he could be, you know, a little bit above a game manager. So I got the Chiefs winning. Uh, I'm going to say 42-35. Oh, wow. uh, Jeez, shootout. Shootout. Real shootout. I think the logical thing probably is to pick Chiefs, but I'm going to be a little like you and be a little illogical here. I'm a, but it's not even illogical. I'm going to say I saw the Houston Texas beat them uh, back in um, – October seemed like a long time ago too. Especially the, they got, some of the Chiefs. No, yeah, yeah. Especially the way they got Molly Wap last week. Um, Fifty points. Goodness gracious. And the way they beat them was running the football effectively, playing good defense, mm-hmm. not giving up those quick touchdowns, those three, four play touchdowns, and uh, making Patrick Mahomes work for everything, and then finishing drives. So when they ran the ball, they didn't get three. They got seven. I could see the 49ers doing that. And they could do that really well because they're that much better than Texas are. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Who do you think is a better offense, the uh, the Chiefs or the Saints? Because the Saints put 45 on them. But... If you if you watch that game, it was kind of had, someone had to do with the pace. But anyway, I think I, I think the Saints actually have a more well rounded offense because they actually run the ball. Okay. What Saints? I mean, what Chiefs? They're just putting it up. They're throwing it. Damian Williams is he's okay. Yeah. Not that bad. He's actually pretty fast too. I mean, I think their backs are good for whatever reason. Andy Reid doesn't like to run the ball. He doesn't. Right. And uh, they they got uh, McCoy back there still, right? Or is he hurt? Uh. Because I ain't seen him. I ain't seen him. So, I'm assuming he's back there. But, you know, Damian Williams has been running that ball. He's been toting that thing. But he's been running the rock, though. So, but you're right, though. They did put up a lot of points on him. But I don't see it. Uh... To answer my own question, I think the Chiefs offense is better. So, that's why I predicted the shootout. I mean. Granted, it's a it's the Super Bowl. But, I mean, talent is talent. Yeah. Sammy Watkins, fast. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Stupid fast. Uh, Travis Kelsey, really good. And what's that guy that runs the uh, – Nicole Hartman? Stupid, uh, so, yeah, stupid yeah, fast. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how you stop that. So, I think it's going to be a track meet, and uh, I got the Chiefs winning, barely. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, our next topic – and this will be the last time we talk about this team. Mississippi Valley State. <laughs> uh, Sean, there's officially no more – and I broke the news on the, on the Facebook page. Right. Uh, there's officially no more winless uh, Division One schools in basketball. Right. Uh, Mississippi Valley uh, took down – was it Alabama State? Yeah. Alabama State, 81-75. to 75. Um, I was nervous. I was very nervous. The, uh, <laughs> at one point, I think they had them down – was it 20 points? Yeah. Had a 20-point lead. And then I was just like, wow. I sent you the text. I was like, yeah, it looks like it's over. And then 10 minutes later, I sent you another text. Oh, my God, they're down by three. He was like, oh, my gosh. Like, are you, are you kidding me? But then uh, they didn't get any closer. Than, it got down to one. Yeah. It was 76 to – no, not 76, 75. 
it was 72 to 73 at one point. And I was just like, well, I think that's it. I think Mississippi Valley about to lose again. That's it. They're going to keep it going. We're going to the game. It would have been, it'd have been, it'd have been uh, this upcoming Saturday. Saturday yeah. But unfortunately, uh, they weren't able to hold on. Unfortunately. <laughs> I'm hoping for their device. Uh, unfortunately, they weren't able to hold on and, uh, and come back. Um, so, yeah. And I checked to uh, Connecticut State. I mean, Connecticut College. I think they were they lost one game. I mean, they won one game against some bum college team. I think they beat them by like eleven. Uh, so they would have been the other team that was uh, winless, but they already they already won a game. I think Houston Baptist uh, beforehand was was uh, was winless, but they uh, were able to get a win. I forgot against who. And then I text you about um, Alabama. I mean, uh, Florida A and M. Yeah, knocking off <laughs> Iowa. Was it Iowa State? Yeah, Iowa State. They were a twenty-five point dog. Somebody got rich. Somebody got rich. Um, they were able to win that game. I think they won handily too. I think they beat them by like ten. 10 yeah. But so yeah, no more winless uh, teams. Uh, were you surprised that Mississippi Valley was able to win? Because we picked them to get blown out. We both did. Yeah. We said we were gonna lose by twenty something. Yeah. Um, I said forty. <laughs> Just because I think they suck. <laughs> uh, I mean, you almost got me on the bandwagon too, hoping that they lose type type stuff. <laughs> but no, I, I honestly thought it's hard to go winless that long because what what eventually happens is you catch a team uh, sleeping or slipping, and they're looking at your at the schedule. Yeah, they're looking at the schedule, so. You know, that's that week where you don't probably go as hard as you should at practice. Yeah. Probably don't pay attention to film like you're supposed to. They're like, this team sucks. Yeah, they just suck. So, we're going to go out there and kick the butt regardless. So, you know, coaches stress it. Guys, we got to take every game serious. Every game, any game, you can okay. be beat by anybody. But it just doesn't register. Just human nature just doesn't register when you know that you're playing against an inferior team. Yeah. So, you, you have that going in your favor sometimes when you suck. And also, <laughs> also you – you do a game where you do stuff that you usually don't do. Like miss shots that you don't miss. Yes. Miss shots you don't miss. Or on the other end of it, make shots that you usually don't make. Right. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a play. I didn't see the game. They were up 20. Well, Mississippi Valley, well, they were probably coming down in transition pulling threes yeah. and knock them down. Coach was like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's just. I, I'm almost positive. I'm going to be surprised like that big man, their five hit a three or something. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure like some stuff that usually doesn't happen, happened that game. Yeah, so I remember we 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 were just finishing up the podcast, and they were up nine to two. Yeah. And we were like, huh? No, it might have been nine zero. <laughs> yeah. And we was like, what? Because it, it was a long delay. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, I, I should have known then, like, oh, yeah, Alabama State came out there thinking, like, yeah, we got this. Yeah. And they don't got this. They end up losing. But... Shout out to Mississippi Valley State, I guess. I guess I, I have to find another winless team to root for next year. Root, root for the lose. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So our next topic, this is a more serious note. Um, I might get a little emotional here, but, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, the Houston Astros, as we know, you know, they got caught up for um, stealing signals. Wow. You know, we, at, initially when they said that, I was like, whatever, big deal. You know, teams do that all the time. Uh, but the latest scandal that's come out, they were saying that the Astros uh, 
could have potentially been wearing uh, technology uh, buzzers right. uh, to alert them when they got certain pitches uh, coming their way that, uh, you know, because they were stealing signals. So right. they were not only were they stealing signals, but they also had another aide to tell them, to let them know, like, hey, this is the pitch that's coming. Now, wow. if this is true, I got to say, I'm very disappointed. Yeah. Because... First of all, we're not that bad to where we have to do that. And when I say not that bad, I mean like, yes, we've been on the verge of winning the World Series a couple of times uh, in the past. But never would I think that we would stoop uh, or resort to this level of cheating if this is true. This is alleged uh, you know, to have, to have happened. Now... There was video uh, of Altuve coming across home plate when he hit the the walk off, um, and he's you know he's pointing to his guys. He's saying, "Don't rip off my shirt! Don't rip off my shirt!" He said like, "Don't rip off my shirt!" You know what I'm saying? You can see him reading his lips saying it, and you know I tried to suppress this at the time when when this was when you know when this was news was breaking or whatever, but I just so happened to really be watching Undisputed, and I saw the video. I mean. He's they've categorically denied it, and you know it was allegedly it was him and Bregman, uh, the two best hitters on the team, uh, which is really really sad. Uh, but I mean, this is almost like a case where where there's smoke, there's fire. It just doesn't make sense to me. And his his explanation was, you know, his wife was was uh, embarrassed that he had his shirt off last time. Who in the hell is gonna believe that? Nobody's gonna believe that. That's a pretty lame excuse. Like, you could have came up with anything better than that. And then it's just like, he literally went to the dugout after that. They were celebrating on the field, and he runs down to the dugout. It goes in, in, in uh, you know, to go just, I don't know what he went out there and did. Did he go dispose of it or something? I don't know what he did. And it was just like, it was just weird. I'm just like, I'm like, man, I want to believe that we're not, you know, that pathetic, but it's just too many red flags. It's just like, it's like, damn, like you know, as a oh my goodness, as a school teacher, you know, when there's so many things, when a kid comes up to me and tells me, "Hey, coach, such and such did this," and there's so much evidence pointing to say that said kid did in fact do it, even if it's a kid that I really really like and they've never shown any reason to do that. It's almost like, damn, what do you want me to, what do you expect me to believe? So, I mean, what, do you, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, it it's disappointing. It's disappointing because um, it, it taints something that I think that they work very hard to accomplish. Uh, it's always sad when it's probably not everybody doing it too on the team. It's probably maybe a, a questionable few or... Uh, Guys they, they on the inside the, the organization. They picked the best two players. Yeah, you know. Come and, on, man. And it's just. Uh, and granted, not, I hate to say this in a way, but as a fan, it did kind of feel good to know that other teams were possibly doing it too. Yes. You know. Yes, I got to agree with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they got five teams now. Yeah. They said the Yan- Yankees, no, Yankees, no, well, Red Sox, Red Sox, the uh, Dodgers. Yankees are under. Um, um, investigation so they haven't said they've done it yet but they're on the investigation 
Um, they said the Dodgers too. And Dodgers. So it's like it was a couple other teams too. So you know it makes you feel. And you know when I first heard about the sign stealing thing, I'm like, I mean, give me a break, dude. Right. Because I can even remember when I was uh, when I played a little baseball when I was younger. I probably should kept playing. Yeah. Was it's kind of like counting cards. Yeah. Like, come on, it's frowned upon, but it's like it's like I can remember, but I can remember even our coaches being like, you know, if you're on base. You know, he, he kind of was used to show us ways to kind of tip the pitches. Yeah. So I always felt it was like more of a gamesmanship thing. Yeah. So when I heard science still, I was just like, oh, well, you know, they're doing stuff that, like, people do. Yeah. You know, so, you know, the pitcher just has to be better at yeah. whatever. You got to be able to hide it better. Hide it better. So it's gamesmanship. Like, you know, so I'm on second base and, I'm, and the pitcher's tipping his pitches and I'm looking at my the hitter like, whatever. Yeah. You know, cool. So I didn't think that was, I thought that's what it was. Yeah. But when I started hearing about them having technology and cameras, that's crazy. And that's next. Buzzers, that's next level. Uh, in their shirts and stuff, I'm like, wow. That's next level. Okay, man. this is uh, no, this actually is cheating. Yeah. You know, this really is cheating. Whereas, like, you know, the the sign stealing thing that I was thinking of, you know, was you know, okay, well, nice gamesmanship. I didn't care. I didn't care nothing about that. Yeah, I was just like, come on, man, they do that. I might think, well, they do anything to try to negate the fact that they won their championships and they in the World Series again. You know, but then, you know, when I start, when they kind of really start breaking it down and getting into it, I'm like, geez, okay, now they actually are kind of. Did you see him running through the home plate? He's like holding it down, like holding his yeah, shirt. I, mean, I didn't even want to look at I him. I was just like, I mean, damn, Altuve. Like, you're too good for that. Yeah. Like, you're too good for that. Yeah. Like, you, for them to even, this is, this is, I always go back to Spygate. They, a lot of people say that Tom Brady's a GOAT, right? Mm-hmm. I emphatically disagree. Because if you're the GOAT, you don't, and your coach comes to you and says, hey, I got some tape that'll show you their defensive signals so you can know what they're in. If you're the GOAT, that's almost like you're about to take a test and someone says, hey, man, I got all the answers to the test. No. You study for the test. You pass the test. You feel better. If, if you're paying somebody to give you the answers, where's the honor in that? Mm-hmm. Like you, okay, you get the results back. Of course, it's gonna say you passed. Of course. Well, you feel like that leaves them legacy wise because this, this is my thing. I don't respect it. I don't respect our World Series. If that, if it, the the sign stealing, I one hundred percent respect it. But if they use those buzzers, yeah. I don't respect our championship. I don't. And, and so, when did it, when did it happen? Did it happen in twenty seventeen? Because that video came from last year. Last year, right? So like, I don't know how long they've been doing yeah, legacy, it. Legacy, because think about it. People still call Tom Brady to go. He's not the goat. He's not the goat. <laughs> Sorry, a lot of people still call Tom Brady the goat. And with all this cheating, that let's be honest, that New England has done, does mm-hmm. anybody say that it's they, still cheating? You're right. They're still cheating. They got, <laughs> this year, yeah. <laughs> uh, do people ever really historically say they don't, they don't deserve those six championships? Yes. You know, at the time they did. At the time they did. I think they're starting back. They started backtrack now. Time has passed. Because he, cause he's People won. People don't really bring it up as Be- much anymore. Because he's won afterwards. That's so, why. But I, I, don't, I don't count that. I say you got two. Let's say it's 20. I can't even believe I'm thinking this time because I'd be old as hell. It's yeah. 2030, 2035. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Do you think people will look back at this and be like, man, they don't count, man, because they were cheating? Do you think the or what time? It depends. First of all, we have to win this year. Yeah. We have to win this year. Altuve's already went on record and said that we're going to win this year. And I'm like, I would hope so. But I'm, I'm just looking at it like, damn. 
so if you go back and look at the tape from 2017, is there anything that shows, you know, that we were doing like kind of like I was doing this year? They were, I mean, they're trying, they said it's when they originally linked it. That's why uh, Carlos Beltran got fired. But I don't see. I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at all the video they're showing you know, is this Alex year. Cora and all those guys. That's why they got fired. Yeah, they they deserve to be fired. They did. They did. <laughs> and, and I feel, and look. <laughs> and, and my and my younger days, I I come from a a different era, mm-hmm. and I kind of came around some street stuff, and so it's built in me to not be on no some no snitch stuff. Right. So I'm not saying this is law by any means, but. I'm not feeling Mike Fires going out and and literally openly being a snitch. He's <laughs> <laughs> going to NLP. He's like, yeah, I did it. Like, yeah, he's like happy that he went and told on the Astros. Like, I can't. I'm I, like, what? I can't respect that. I, I was like, what, what are you doing? Like, what type? I don't say what type of man are you, but I am. Uh, right is right, <laughs> wrong is wrong. So you felt really felt that you were being right in that. I, okay, cool, I guess. But I'm not looking to. Go and, and, and be a snitch. Now, if you came to me and and I got questioned and you put a lot of pressure on me and I end up snitching, hey, you know, I could probably live with that a little bit better. But you kind of like openly was like. He was proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> he was openly <laughs> going to go snitch. Like, I'm like, eh, I'm not feeling that, Mr. Fires. So, especially since, you know. Didn't he used to play? He, he played for the Astros. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so I'm assuming he must have left on bad terms. Clearly. Uh, because he threw everybody under the bus. He threw everybody under the bus. And think about it, he sucked since he's left the Astros. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, he absolutely did. He threw a no hitter with us. <sighs> Anyways. Yeah, so we'll see as time goes on. We'll see how this uh this plays out. Do you like our chances this year? I mean the majority of the teams coming I, back. I I's gonna be on us. They're gonna be watching us like a hawk. The only thing I'm I'm a little worried about, I think if we had Jeff Luno. Yeah. Who's who's a disgrace right now, unfortunately. But if we had Jeff Lono, I think at the midway part of the season during the trade deadline, I believe we would trade for another starting pitcher. Now, not knowing who the GM is necessarily right now, I'm not sure. I think we probably need another starting pitcher for the playoffs. I think we got enough pitching right now for the regular season. For the playoff run, though. I said we go 90 and 72. That's a big fall off. Yeah, I mean, we lost some guys. Yeah, we lost some guys. We lost Cole. It's 20 wins. It's 20, <laughs> 20 dominant wins. Yeah. I mean, it's not, not like, a, uh, like he's having a close game. He's like blowing people away. Yeah. Uh, you lose Cole. Uh, you lose. Uh, they finna, man, they finna be. They finna hurl us all season. Because every time we start winning, they're going to be like, what they over there doing? They over there cheating? They over there cheating? And I don't trust Lance McCullers to come back and be an all star this year either. So him coming back and pitching, he's not going to pitch. I like, I like him, but he fell off. Well, I mean, he had Tommy John surgery, so yeah. I don't expect him to pitch 35, have 35, 40 starts. Yeah. I just don't see it. So If he can go 11, 11 and 9, I'll take that. If he can get 20 starts, I'll take that. Yeah. I just That's 20. Be, That's 20 right yeah. there. If he get 20 starts for him, and let's say we get another pitcher to go with, Berlander and Grinky in the playoffs, yeah, I think we'll be okay. All right. All right. So our last topic, uh, KD's list. So he said the top five hardest players to guard, Embiid, Kawhi, Sweet Lou, PG-13, and LeBron. Um, do you like this list? Mm. Ooh, excuse me. Considering that Terminator Wright's 6'11", 7'0", with a 7'4", wingspan. If he's saying he can't guard somebody, I guess I got to believe him. 
Can't, <laughs> hey, he said he can't guard Sweet Lou. <laughs> yeah, I guess I gotta believe. Out of it. all the look at this, so Kawhi's what six seven? We'll give him six seven. LeBron six eight, six nine. Paul George six nine. Embiid seven foot, and Lou Williams six three six four six. Nah, he ain't six four. He about he's I'll say six six three. Yeah. He's tough. He's tough, man. Look. I haven't guarded any of them, so I can't say just but from from the outside looking in as a coach yeah. trying to game plan to how to stop those guys. I mean, he he's dangerous because he comes off the bench, and so it's like really does he? It's it's, it's weird game planning for a six man. It's nine nine minutes and thirty seven seconds to go in the first quarter. <laughs> and some some some. I mean, I mean uh. Lou Williams, come on in the game. It's just it's weird he game, game planning for a guy who's coming in a lot of times when some of your best guys are coming out. I don't think he comes out after that either. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird, man. So uh, when you got a guy who probably should be a starter and he's coming in sometimes and you got your second best guys out there, you know, just a little like look at the Rockets. Like, you know, it's a lot different than having, you know, him out there on Westbrook holding him or somebody compared to, you know, Ben McLemore. Like, you know, it's just different. So, um, I, I see him being a tough – I see him being a tough matchup to coach for more so than individually being able to stop. Is he the greatest six man of all time? He's – Because you got Jason Terry, Manu, and uh, – Yeah, John Havlicek, uh, who really wasn't up. Yeah, that's, I'm talking now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, okay, modern era in the last 25 years. Yeah. Uh, Jason Terry. Oh, uh, uh, Crawford. Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford. Uh, so those are the three, really. Yeah. Probably so, because he actually. I saw him put a move on somebody against New Orleans. Yeah, I'm saying, you know, because sometimes his, his, his bench minutes are, like, dominant minutes. Dominant. Yeah, they're not like, you know, he, he gave you 16 points. They're like, no, he took over the game. He's the best closer yeah. on the team. Yeah, yeah, like he he literally took over the game. It's weird. Yeah. You know, his you saw of, what he did against the Warriors last year. Yeah. He almost beat them himself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, those other guys, like like you look at like Eric Gordon, he's coming in, you know, he's he's giving you seventeen points, but he's not I don't I don't game. consider Gordon one of the guys. He's not he's not in that list. He's not in that echelon. Yeah. You know, but like even even my well my dominated more so when he's a starter. But anyways. I mean, he, he's there if he's in the top three. Okay, PG. I mean, size and length. When you got that size and length and you can shoot, it's just it's tough. He's in his prime now, he's officially. Because, like, I think since he's been with the OKC Thunder, he's been a problem. Yeah. Because I don't know what it was about Indiana. He just, I guess because, you know, he's getting overshadowed by, you know, LeBron stack teams. But, uh, you know. He's a B-plus player to me in Indiana. Now. But now, like, I actually see him actually take over games. He's like an A-. minus. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's like a, yeah. He's good. I mean, he's good. He's tough. He's a two-way player, too. You know? And then, I mean, it's hard to probably block a shot. I mean, he's 6'9". He shoots it so quick, too. He shoots it quick. He's got a he quick shoot, release. He's a high release. So, yeah, it's, it's... He's tough. He doesn't take a lot of time to get his shot off. And he got a nice handle. Yeah, a nice handle. Yeah. He's tough. Yeah. Dude, tough, man. He's yeah, tough. He cold, man. Yeah, he's tough, man. He's tough. <laughs> I've, I have never thought I would have said that looking at how he was playing Indiana. I'm like, I always thought he was mediocre. Yeah, the low but, rated. Yeah, but now. <sighs> yeah, he's tough. <laughs> All right. Um, he's got Embiid on his list. Why would he put Embiid? He doesn't have to guard him. 
If he's guarding Embiid, Embiid's cooking him. I mean, it's uh, probably every once in a while they probably end up on the switch or something. And he's cooking him. I guess because Embiid can beat you inside and outside, and he has some level of athleticism. So it's uh, Embiid's a good two way player too. Yeah, you saw what he did to Giannis. And Danny, Danny talks noise after he scores on. Him. Speaking of Giannis, KD didn't put him on his list. No respect to him, I and he didn't put Harden on the list. I guess he feel like Doc can back up off of you. Yeah, shoot. yeah, Giannis. I mean, um. And be locked up, Giannis. He really like literally locked him up. That's the last last. I haven't watched a game since that Christmas, Christmas game for the Bucks, and I just literally saw him take him out of the game. And it's so weird because I kind of look at him like a small forward for real, uh, um, Giannis. But then when I saw it, it, it made me give it a different respect for Embiid. His lateral movement, quick. I was like, okay, he's a better athlete than I thought. Yes, he, he actually moves his feet. He can get up and down the floor. He can he can guard the perimeter. Yeah, which just shows you that sometimes he doesn't have to guard the room. I tell you how though. good he could possibly be. He's probably not reaching his full potential because when he could do all this stuff, like he's a little lazy. He, I think he holds a lot of his stuff back because he's afraid. Uh, you know, he's going to overexert himself. He doesn't want to, you know, reaggravate any injuries. Kind of lower, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's he's kind of like preconditioned to be like, okay, you know, I can only go, I can only give y'all this so many times a year if I want to be productive in the postseason. It's actually like. Semi-low managing throughout the season. But I get it. Um, okay, he has LeBron on his list. I was actually shocked by this because, uh, to me, a lot of people, when they say toughest people to guard, they leave LeBron off the list. Because they think the same thing with Giannis. Like, okay, I'm going to let you shoot. You can't really shoot. He's a freight train going to the goal, yeah. But, you know, you, make a, you build a wall, and LeBron, he's passive. You know, he's not a... He's not a killer, so you make a wall, he's going to pass the ball. So it's kind of easy to guard LeBron. So I'm actually surprised that uh, that KD put him on the list. I mean, this dude is a what, fifth, sixth all-time leading scorer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's been able to be productive as a scorer throughout his career. And I think at the end of the day, he has shooting ability, but he's not a shooter per se. Yeah. But I think he has enough shooting ability where you have to respect it. And we have to respect a guy. I don't think so. When you have to respect his jump shot. And he's extremely strong and athletic going to the hole. He's tough to guard. I would say, okay, LeBron, let's say LeBron hits three threes in a row. I'm like, okay, make another one. After he hits three in a row, he's going to be like, either he's going to be like, okay, I got this, or he's going to be like, damn, I think that's it. I don't, I don't think I can make another one. I can't make four in a row. I don't. So I'm, to me, I'm like, listen, you're going to have to make that three all night. Because I'm not respecting your three. I'm not. Because when LeBron hits threes, if the, if, it's, if the ball's not going anywhere else, if LeBron's hitting threes and he's you know, facilitating and feeding everybody, then it's like, okay, dang. But if he's the only one coming down and hitting threes, I'm like, yes, do that all night. Do it all night. That's all, yes, I need you to do that all night. That's how, you, that's how you really stop him. I mean, but, you know, whatever. I'm just a, I'm just a guy. Um... And then last but not least, he has Kawhi on his list. I 1,000% agree. Kawhi has been on a tear. I don't know if y'all have taken notice, but this dude, man, shout out to my, uh, to my guy, Chidi. Um, he's tried to tell me about Kawhi before, you know, he ascended and went to Toronto and did what he did. Uh, he told me he was going to take over the league, and I, you know, I was just like, whatever. He has straight back braids. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, this guy is literally – Taking over the league. And, you know, uh, 
the first game, the first game of the season when they played the Lakers, uh, he dominated LeBron, and then you know the Lakers did what they did. They won like every game, lost like one more game after that, and then everyone just kind of like okay. Well, the Clippers are losing games. The Lakers are winning games. So the Lakers are the better team, right? No, they're not. Because you remember what happened when they played? Kawhi dominated LeBron. And then they played again. Guess what happened? Kawhi dominated LeBron again. Same thing. The Lakers are eventually going to get put out of the playoffs by the Clippers. It's, wow. the, it's the inevitable. There's nothing they can do. So I can understand why KD made this list the way he did. And I'm... I halfway understand why he left Harden off the list. Uh, he left Harden off the list because he knows. Uh, now, this list is toughest to guard. That means regular season and playoffs. Yeah. That doesn't just mean regular season. Now, if we're talking regular season, oh, Harden's on this list. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, no, he was, he was talking about the playoffs, too. So, that's probably why Harden's not on the list. Uh, he might. You know, Kevin Durant's so sensitive, man. He is sensitive and weird. And you never really know. Why he does see he may have did that just to kind of hurt James's feelings like you know like he he's kind of that guy just like he did to had the whole little episode with Perk uh, mm-hmm. last week or whatever he just he hears everything you know he he just he just like that man so uh, me personally I could that it was probably take another thirty minutes if I went through my list but you know we I, said ten minutes by the way it's been thirty uh, thirty four minutes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, my my hardest guy score. I'm just looking at over the last ten years, probably like uh, guys like Melo, uh, guys anybody who kind of beat you inside and outside like that. I think you know guys like him, uh, Harden, uh, Durant, obviously. I mean, he's going to lock a shot. Mm-hmm. You know when he decides to shoot. Um, you know, and for a while I thought Steph Curry for a while too until. I always go back to the the finals in 2016. Kind of always tainted um, my heart to guard with Steph Curry. Uh, he's just Kevin Love said he's easy to guard him. Yeah, right. When, <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you had Kevin Love guarding you towards the end of the game, you can't beat him off the dribble. And granted, they said he was a little banged up, but it just kind of scarred me. My thinking, him throwing the behind the back pass out of bounds, just yeah. all this stuff. It kind of. But I was pretty much sold on him being hard to guard when I saw him at the the forty foot game winner against Oklahoma City in the regular season at the time. I was just like, even the crowd was cheering. Yeah, I was just like, yo, this dude, this dude, man, if he pulled up from the back there, it's like can't nobody in the league guard him. Yeah. And but then, like I said, in the playoffs two thousand sixteen, you know, it kind of changed my thinking on that. But I mean, yeah, it, it's it's whoever's opinion though, and it might with KD, it might be things like he just doesn't like the hard, whole athletic, strong, physical, quick people. That yeah. might be his thing. Well, Lou uh, Williams is none of that, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Lou Williams is just a, this is a, yeah, I'm not sure. It's just a little beast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's like man, because he's not very athletic. No, no, he's right. just very crafty, extremely crafty. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, episode one twenty seven or one twenty eight. We're not sure yet. Yeah. Uh, in the books. Uh, the next time you guys hear us, we'll be wrapping up week one right. of the winter 2020 season. Cannot wait here in Champions. Again, it will be a top-heavy season. I'm going to go out on a limb now and predict uh, we will have at least three teams average over 100. Mm, wow. And there's six teams. Wow. At least three will average over 100. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be a tough job for statisticians this season. <laughs> it's going to be a tough job. All right, live from Champions with Sean. I'm Johnny Gill. We're out.